What's up? This is Dave Villa. This is Game Changer Sales Cats. It's Monday. It's January 23rd. And uh, I'm coming to you, man, just excited about today's show. T- excited about making a change in your game, helping you move the needle and go to the next level. So what are we going to talk about today, man? Let's move right into, listen, some exciting things obviously happened this weekend. Maybe you, maybe you, you delayed on preparing for your week because, you know, this weekend we, you know, swore in our new president, had a lot of change. The media has been off the chain. Maybe you've been distracted. I don't know. But listen, today is Monday and we can't let, we can't let this month, this year, our 2017 goals do anything, anything other than move forward. We can't let distraction set in. And I'm determined, I'm determined to accomplish some major things by the first quarter of this year. How about you? If you're listening, I want to go ahead and throw out a couple of things. I'd love to hear from you. Um, look, I'm welcoming you to call in. If, if you've got something to add to the show, maybe you've got a question or a comment, and you, you don't want to just post it or you don't want to just do it over our Twitter chat or on Facebook, but you want to call in, the number is 813-574-1820. If you're on Twitter, we have a Twitter chat going on right now. Hashtag salescast. Hashtag salescast. And uh, so that Twitter chat is going on right now. And then we'll take your comments off of Twitter and on Facebook. So let's talk about how to sell value versus selling price. Look, we're, we've been in sales. Obviously, if you're watching this show, I don't think you're a green pea just stumbling into sales, but maybe, maybe, just maybe you've been selling something for a little while. And, and with, with every salesperson I've ever trained, every sales product that I've ever added or sold or any in business and entrepreneurship that I've ever gotten involved in, I've got multiple businesses that I'm involved in and multiple product points. You know, I'm tempted just like you are, and I've, and I've done it this way in the past to sell on price. To, to, to say, hey, I've got, I've got to have, I've got to have this thing, man, at a reasonable price if I want to compete. And let me tell you something: the product right now, my one of our main companies that we sell automotive marketing, we are higher than ninety percent. I'm talking about cost. Our price is in many cases double, at least forty to thirty-five to forty percent higher than ninety percent of the people that we compete with in the genre or the market that we're in. But our product is the best of the best. It's elite. And, and I did that, raised the price, not so I can sit on my yacht somewhere and, and just make high gross somebody to death. That's not the reason that our product is more expensive. Our product is more expensive because it's chalked full of value. And the customers that we work with, guess what? Retain, we retain business at a 90 plus percent retention rate. And that's why we added the cost because we added the value. So let's talk about how to sell on value rather than price. Not on price point, but on value point. A value proposition. I believe this about buyers. Let's look at buyers. I don't care if you're dealing directly to a consumer. So maybe you're selling to business to consumer or if you're selling business to business. I believe that people that are buying, people that are purchasing products or services, marketing services, widgets, I don't care if they're purchasing a a, a product, direct to product purchases, network marketing, timeshares, businesses, real estate, whatever it is. I believe that buyers that have investigated or that have bought products in this vein before have number one, gotten used to the way things are. Number two, they've tacitly, that means they've, they've in a way that's understood or implied, they, they're not stating it, but they have gotten used to being inconvenienced and they have gotten used to the way things are. I believe that you are in your industry, in your market, in your situation, you're dealing with people that just go, well, that's just the way it's going to be. So therefore I've got to accept it. So the core 
purpose of sales. Let's look at the core purpose of sales. I think is to change and challenge these assumptions. If my buyer has has the assumption that that's just the way things are going to be, that I've just got to get used to being treated horribly. I've got to get used to, you know, just, you know, uh, mediocre products or mediocre service, or I've got to get used to, you know what, if if I want to purchase a marketing product, that's just the way most of the companies are out there. I think that it's your and my job to, to challenge these assumptions. If you work for a company that has a sucky product, get a new job, right? But find a company, first of all, that has a supply and demand, as we always state, that you've got a great business model, you've got a great product that solves a very, very, uh, a, a very, very strong need and desire, right? It solves the problem. And then if that's the case, then challenge these assumptions. Number two, core purpose of sales, make buyers imagine, make them envision what the world would look like if these assumptions are overturned. So if, if I am a buyer or a consumer, right? If I'm, if I'm purchasing your product, if I'm purchasing your need, if I'm, if I'm getting my problem solved by purchasing products that I gotta imagine, if you're gonna do a good job as a salesperson, make me imagine what it would look like, God forbid, man, if, if, if this challenge was, was overturned, if this assumption was overturned. See, we got two things when you're looking at the scale of buying. You've got value, and then you have price. You've got value, and then you have price. You notice on our diagram behind me that price is blue, right? I won't go there, but value is green because green money, man. And listen, I'm talking about the, the balancing scale that we all deal with. Do I have to fight the price war, or do I need to fight the value war? If value exceeds the price, we've all heard this, right? Then price is no longer an issue. And I want you to change the way you think. Don't think like somebody who's got to, excuse this terminology, whore out or prostitute out their product. Because if that's the case, then then you are doing yourself a disservice. You're doing the industry that you're in a disservice. And I believe that you're not going to get to the place that you want to get to by making price the issue. Make it about value. Then the third core purpose of sales is make your customer think what they would get out of buying your solution. So change and challenge the assumption that it has to be this way. Make your buyer imagine what their world would look like if these assumptions were overturned, if they really could have it that way, and then make them think about what they would get out of buying your solution. Let's look at value versus price. Look, if value and price weren't an issue, right? If, 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 if customers didn't think like this, then you'd be getting calls every day, every single day. You'd receive calls going, hey, we're experiencing, John, pro, uh, this, this particular issue. Hey, hey, John, listen, we're tired of, of dealing with this particular situation. John, this costs us too much. And if your solution can help us, John, then, then we want a presentation now. You're not getting those calls on a daily basis. So that means that this situation occurs and we've got to do something about it. That's why we need to use our abilities, our abilities to ask questions, listen, that are going to activate, activate buyer's needs. So let me say it this way. You've got to get your buyer's activation juices going. You've got to get your buyer's activation module fired up man you got to fire it up and you got to get it going because the deal is i believe that buyers don't want to settle they want value how do we do this dave i'm going to skip to a couple of things here something that i really feel like i think is important when looking at there's several different things like mapping out our selling points you know we need to ask questions and delve into it but i want to talk about values-based pricing i want to talk about the right customer look 
It just may be that you're desperate and you're going after any customer. Any old customer will do. Let me just tell you right off the bat that if you go after p- customers that are, that, are, that are consumed with and focus on the price versus the value, those customers in the end are going to be the biggest headaches. But if you go after the value customer, well, Dave, yeah, but I got to make a sale. Dave, I got to make a deal. I get it. Then what you got to do is you got to fix your sales pipeline, fix your sales needs, but go after value customers from the get-go so you have a customer that cares about the long-term business success and not looking at the short-term. The value customer is the customer that goes, I'm with you. I'm partnered with you. The price customer is like, hey, man, this ain't working. Hey, man, hey, hey, when, when are the leads going to come in? Hey, man, hey, what's going on? Hey, man, come on. I could have picked a million companies. I'm using you. I don't want that headache. I want the value-centered customer, and I'm willing to pay the price, which is the process, to get there. So let's look at the right customers, right? If you have value-based pricing, then you're going to come to an agreement where the right customers are going to be what you're looking for, not the wrong customers. The right customers will be receptive in hearing. Listen, they'll be receptive in hearing what they should pay, that they should pay more for a certain product over another. See, that's the customers I want. I want the customers that are receptive in hearing that. Prospects want value. When value exceeds the price, price is no longer an issue. Listen, the last thing you want to do is use price, man, to, 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 to leverage where you're at. You don't want to engage into that. It's a lose-lose. Listen to this. Using price as your tool, using price as your tool, You got, you got if, that, if, if price is the tool that you're pulling out of the bag, Every single time, it's an indication that you need to get back to developing what makes your product or company unique. That unique proposition, man, that unique selling proposition, which is a factor, differentiates yourself from other companies. You know what's crazy? If you're using price as a tool, then you know what? You're actually, you're actually, you do have a value proposition because to use a unique proposition, price is one of them. Lowest cost is a value proposition. Highest quality is a value proposition. The first ever of its kind is a value proposition. It's what you have that your competitors don't. Here's my question to you, though. Do you want to? Do you want to be viewed as the customer, as the company <laughs> with the lowest price? Is that, what, is that how you want to be looked at? I don't want to because you know the deal is, even though that's a value proposition, listen, cheapest price is a value proposition. First product of its kind is a value proposition, right? Those are value proposition. Another one is the highest quality. That's a value proposition. But do you know there can only be one? There can only be one that's the cheapest? I don't want to be known. Even if you go after the price, Lou, if you go after the price, there can only be one. So what if you're the second cheapest? That means you lose money, you make less money, and you're not even number one. Someone else can beat you at sucking. That's my rant. That's my opening. That's my monologue. We're going to be back in 60 seconds with Eddie Martin. You don't want to, you don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. Guys, we're back. This is Dave Villa. It's Monday, January 23rd. Hey, I'm going to bring on our guest. We have Eddie Martin. He is with BVRlive.com. His Twitter handle is I'm Eddie Martin. And Eddie, man, I appreciate your hustle. I appreciate your time, brother. Glad to have you on Game Changer SalesCast. How are you this Monday morning? I guess Monday afternoon. I'm good, man. I'm good. I, uh, I, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you reaching out to me and, and asking me to, to jump on. It's awesome. 
Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, we bring on game changers, and you know what? I've looked at some of the things you're doing. I like what you say, and uh, you know, I want to ask you, man, when it comes to building value. You know, you're, you're a salesperson, and this shows all about helping salespeople. We discuss everything from A to Z. Today, we're discussing value over price. And um, I was reading something, and and I was reading where, and I, I subscribe to this as well. That price is a myth. You know, it's it's this whole price thing. You know, while the buyer may shop the lowest price, the bottom line is value is what they want. In your in your career in sales, have you seen? the the need to overcome price by 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 putting it at the rear uh is something that's a must for salespeople. how important is this that we overcome this thing once and for all man when it comes to price yeah uh it's critical man and it's something that that i had to learn kind of the hard way uh i spent i don't know 12 13 years in the gas industry and the specific segment of the gas industry that i was in the the market really was a race to the bottom I mean, the only way folks were, were just, they're just trading uh, customers. You know, customer goes from one place to another, and it was always price-driven. Um, when I got into the business, I didn't get any training. I just got thrown into the field and, and had to figure it out. So uh, I tried that game, you know, for years. Like, hey, my price is cheaper. I can get it for you for this. I know you're paying X. But then what I noticed that happened automatically was the, the second somebody else came in cheaper, uh, you know, I was out the door because there was no there was no value there. So uh, over the course of my career, I had to figure out ways to make not only myself because they were doing business with me, not with my company. I learned that really quick. But that I had to figure out a way to differentiate the the service side and and make it to where the dollar wasn't as important uh, um, as what they were making it out to be. And in that industry, it was really changing the way that, that the industry had to be operated. Um, you know, and in the end, it was a, it was an uphill battle and I ended up leaving the industry, but, uh, it was a, it was a learning experience because I was able to take that into the next venture that I went into. Um, and my value over price is what was, uh, the, the critical factor in me getting business. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. By the way, I want to say hi to Blake Bowman, first-time viewer. Also, Garrett Luttrell uh, sending in Redefine the Buying Experience for People. Right on, Garrett. He was on um, within the last couple of weeks as well. But um, So let me, let me throw this out, Eddie. Um, I love what you're saying there, man, about, uh, about pricing. And you know something I, was, I, I, I thought, actually, because I actually did um, what I usually do on Monday mornings when I do our company sales meeting here. I take the information that's fresh in my heart then. And this is what I talked about this morning, just in a lengthier setting. So when I went through this, I didn't really get this. I looked at prices almost like one of the options that we need to kind of move down. But as you were talking, I kind of thought of, that's not really sales. You know, I was listening to you say I'm in the gas industry or was, and then, you know, these companies moved from company to company. They were undercutting one another. I can imagine how a sales call must have went, you know, or a call. Hey, look, man, I had great news. We were able to shave some money off. And, you know, I know you're paying this much from XYZ, but I'm able to do it for this. It's like it's not really sales. It's, 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 it's almost like just giving up margin and there's no loyalty there, but something I had down that kind of goes right into it. And I want to ask you about this, you know, um, as I was teaching this this morning, I wrote down, uh, building value. And I've said that a gazillion times, just like you have, and there's nothing really, you know, revolutionary about that. But as many times as I've said the words to multiple salespeople that I've trained, I say, Hey guys, we got to build value. 
You know, I looked at it this morning, so I capitalized it in my notes. There it is right there. I capitalized building value. And the word build for the first time really stood out. And the definition of that is construct something, typically something large, by putting parts or material together over a period of time. So if I want to build value, I have to construct value, build value up. And that really hit me, man, right between the eyes this morning. And, and so that's what you're talking about. I think salespeople can win out over non-salespeople by truly building value because people don't want to save money. If they have a budget to spend something, then it's a budget. But the bottom line is they want an ROI. How many times have you and I bought something? You're listening. How many times have you bought something for a good deal and you were disappointed and somebody, somebody looked at you and said, you get what you pay for? So talk about that for a second, Eddie, about building value versus just saving money. Well, I take it, I'll take it back to the industry that I spent so much time in. Um, it, what I learned is it was about asking the right questions, um, asking questions to identify why they're even shopping their current supplier to begin with. You know, is it, are you having quality issues? Are you having delivery issues? Are you having, you know, what, what are the issues? Why are we even on the phone? You know, why are you taking this meeting um, and get them to, to talk about what it is? And if it is just price, well, then, you know, then I'm going to address, uh, you know, what is the cost of sacrificing for your business, sacrificing the supply uh, for a cheaper price? Yeah. So, and I, and I would do it in the meeting. Um, you could leave for me and I'll get, and I can get it to you for a little bit cheaper, but if I'm getting to you for cheaper, obviously I have overhead expenses and then you might not be the priority. I mean, we need to build this thing so that, you're getting taken care of because if the gas goes away, your production shuts down and what's the cost there? You know, what is, what's the ROI on you saving that money when your production stops? Now see what I love about what you just did. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Yeah. I'm just, for me, it was about asking the right questions and understanding your industry, you know, understanding what it is that the customer needs versus what it is that the customer says that they need. And then kind of mesh those two together and and come up with a solution. Yeah, and you know, I love that. And you know what's crazy about what you just said, and I want our listeners to get, because... This is this is a this is a sales cast, and a lot of times, you know, I mean, I, I'm in the business of developing here through our training product, sales pros, and because because me personally, I'm talented and gifted. I was born that way. However, my entire professional career in sales, I wasn't a professional. I was making money in the arena of sales, and if I would have continued down the path of amateur, then I would have been a frustrated, broke salesperson, talented and gifted, but frustrated. So one of the things that, you know, going along building value, and this is a story that I told my guys this morning, but I looked at them and everybody listening, Eddie included everyone in sales. If you've had any range of success whatsoever, even one day of success, then you can tell this story and you can plug in your name and your customer's name. And I'll tell this story. A customer once told me, okay, that my competitor was willing to do my program for half of what I charge. Now, everybody listening, everybody in sales, I don't care if you sell wood widgets, cars, real estate, timeshares, you're in network marketing, you're in software sales, it doesn't matter. A customer's told you, I can get that for half of what you're telling me. Then I countered that customer because I asked questions like Eddie said. I knew my product, I cared enough to become a professional, to build value. I countered by demonstrating how even though that was the case, my company would get six times more value 
to his company by using my product, which justified it being twice as expensive. So I built value. And so I think as salespeople, if we want to get really serious about what we do, Eddie, I think we need to take the time to realize that it's not always about price. And you could beat out and be in an elite category by sharing value. I think it's necessary for somebody to move from amateur to professional. Obviously, you're in the position now, Eddie, where you teach people, you, you, you help people. You're not only selling, but you're now helping people sell. What do you see as, as, the one, as one of the main things that someone needs to do to grab this? Because I think it's why salespeople fail. Well, I know for me, the big shift was self-development, was actually, you know, if you don't have the, the right people around you, you don't have the mentorship, uh, the people with the, with the fruit on the tree, so to speak, around you, mm-hmm. well, you can either whine and gripe that nobody's there to train you, or you can go find information and consume it. Um, I think the issue that people end up in, and I was in the situation myself, is taking information from too many sources. So, you know, find a couple sources that, that have the results that you want and, and dig in. And actually, um, I said I brainwashed myself. <laughs> I, I voluntarily brainwashed myself to, you know, get to that next level. Um, but you can either stumble along until you figure it out, if you ever figure it out, or you can realize that in order to make that transition from, you know, practicing amateur to sales professional, you're going to need to get information from other people because nobody wins alone. Um, I love that. And, and you need to have some, some self-realization and knowing where you're at. I mean, I, uh, I've always been natural when it comes to talking to people and people would do business with me just because we got along. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I realized, you know, as my career developed that it didn't really matter because, uh, there was pros out there that might not be as likable, but they're asking the right questions and they're building enough value to where my relationship that I have and the likability factor was outweighed. So I had to learn how to tie those in so that I was likable and I could build value and, and then prices off the table. You know, it's funny, and if, imagine if you combine both, because the, the majority of salespeople that get into sales as a career do so because, again, there's gifting and talent there. There's a certain personality. You know, there's different salespeople, but there's, a, there's, there's you know, people that, have, that people that are built to be accountants don't necessarily get into sales or someone who's built to be, you know, in, in, as a production uh, manager or what have you, or a warehouse manager, they may not have that personality to get into sales. Imagine if you can combine both. If you could be that gifted, that talented person, as a lot of salespeople are, and then begin to ask the right questions and build the value. Eddie, man, we're out of time, but do me a favor. I, I, your Twitter handle, I'm Eddie Martin, is on the screen. Tell our listeners how they could follow you elsewhere, what you do, what you could do for them. And if you had 30 seconds just to give a closing remarks, if you go ahead and do that, man. Again, I thank you for coming on, okay. brother. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere at I'm Eddie Martin. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, Snapchat. I'm also part of a new social media platform that version one just launched. It's called socialmediafreedom.com. Uh, we need to get a bunch of people onto the platform. The platform is, is all about freedom of speech, uh, less regulation, um, representation of maybe some some more fringe industries industries that don't necessarily get uh the attention on on the uh social media platforms that we have now so go to socialmediafreedom.com set up your account go find me Uh, i'm on there i'm eddie martin uh go to bvrlive.com if you want to get some information about the business that i'm in 
I've uh, I recently made the transition from being you know corporate sales. Uh, I went out and, and, and did some other uh, independent sales stuff for a while, but now my focus is on um, becoming a better leader. So I've ran into some people who launched the next generation Amazon, and it's set up as a as a social franchise, so similar to a network marketing company, mm-hmm. not like anything that anybody's ever seen. Basically, takes what you already spend and what you're already buying, and what your family and all your friends are already buying, and move that over to a platform and get compensated for it, and you're not pushing product. So it's it's a revolutionary idea. To, it just launched in September. And where do they go so, to find that? Uh, BVRLive.com. Awesome, man. And SocialMediaFreedom.com. I'm Eddie Martin. Thank you yep. so much, man, for for coming on and, and hanging out with us, brother. I really appreciate it and look forward to connecting further with you, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate it. You have a good day. You too, Eddie. Thank you. All right, guys, you heard it there. That was Eddie Martin. And uh, you know what? I love it. Um, You know, he's doing a lot of things. And you know something? It takes guts to jump out. He's heard him say, I left the corporate sales environment. I'm sure he was making good money and doing good stuff. But now he's jumping into some new things because we're always growing. We're always doing. So I'm going to leave you guys with a couple of, uh, of, of thoughts here in building value. Listen, if you build value over price, let's put our display back up again. If you build value over price, and that is what you're going for, then I'm going to tell you, you will become, and this is what you need to work towards, salespeople. I believe this. Again, I don't care what you sell, what industry you're in. You need to work on becoming the authority, the voice of authority in your industry and separate yourself from everybody else. Separate yourself from the pack the second tier players, every single person that's on your hind end and separate yourself and become something separate and different. I'm telling you, if you do that, you do it by building value. You will become the voice of authority in your industry. Um, You want to be on Game Changer. We are now taking recorded shows. Um, These are all live, but we got a couple recorded shows because we're booked out through May. If you'd like to come on to Game Changer Salescast. We'd love to have you on, and we'd love to talk to you about what you're doing. If you feel like that, what's the qualification, Dave? Here it is right here. Game Changer. <laughs> if you're a game changer, I'm not a trainer, so what? I didn't read a, write a book yet, so what? Listen, if you're a game changer, if you, if you could come on and say, look, I sucked, I stopped sucking, and now I'm good. That's a game changer. I, I, you know what? I started at the bottom. I worked my way to the top. Now I'm at the top. That's good. Hey, I, I came in. I learned. I conquered. That's a game changer. I'm better than I was yesterday. I want to hear from you. Next week, next week, everybody say next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. Thank you, Lou. Game Changer invites the one and only Grant Cardone. We've got Grant Cardone on Game Changer. Good friend of mine. He's been on Auto Dealer Live several times, but I'm anxious to get him on in this environment. Um, we're going to spend some time talking to the Godfather in sales, and we know he's a game changer. So he's going to be on next week. Don't miss January 30th at noon. If you're on Twitter, hashtag SalesCast. We want to get some chats going every week and use that platform as well. And if you're on Facebook, we want to hear from you. Make sure you invite your friends. If you know someone in sales, tell them about this show. It's all to help you, and that's it. There's no other agenda. All right, I'm Dave Villa. Thank you for tuning in. I think we're right on time. Boom.